Before we begin the podcast, we've got a quick message. Tickets are available for the Zenil Dome's Little Dome at Aberystwyth Comedy Festival by going to the Aberystwyth Comedy Festival website. I think if you type that into Google, I think you're just going to come across one website. Yeah, I don't surely. think there are duplicates there's not, out there. There's not, yeah, no. there's not two. Uh, it's happening on Sunday, the 1st of October 2023 at 8.30pm and we'll be covering October 1997 and October 2011. But... Even if you can't come to the show, we still want you to be involved, don't we? Yes. Send us your memories of October 1997 or October 2011. Those mm-hmm. are the two years we're going to be covering on the day. So if you uh, can remember anything about those two months, drop us a line to thezenialdome at hotmail.com, tweet us at thezenialdome, or Instagram us at zenialdome. Is there anything else I need to say? And TikTok. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why they'll also be dancing. So (laughs) get in touch uh, beforehand, whether you're coming to the show or not. Right, on with the show. Welcome to the Zenial Dome's Little Dome with me, Essel Sears. And me, Gareth Gwynn. This is the version of our wonderful podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought I'd champion us. Yeah, <laughs> someone has to. <laughs> uh, this is the version of our podcast that looks at a specific month in Zenial history. And this week, I'm looking at September 1977. Oh, as almost as early as we can get. 77 yeah. is the first year we cover, isn't it? Yeah. I do enjoy the 70s ones, even yeah. though I wasn't around for any of the stuff. No. I like the laying of the foundations of zenialism. Yeah, I mean, and one thing I'm going to talk about today lays that foundation. Oh, brilliant. Thick. Go on, let's go for it. <laughs> okay, so, but I'm not going to start with that one. I'm going to start Fine. with something else. I'm going to... Jump into Christmas a bit early here. I've had my first email saying Christmas is only... Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're gearing up. How early would you have a mince pie? I would really leave that till, you know, <laughs> I don't know. After bonfire night? Oh, God, yeah, right. after bonfire night. After bonfire okay, night. Okay, we're, we're, in I... we're in my kitchen and I just imagine me, like, putting the plate of mince pies away because <laughs> Gareth's not on board with it yet. I, I will not... Eat a mince pie until I've seen an explosion. <laughs> Steady my nerves. Oh, okay, I promise no mince pies. <laughs> but um, on September the 11th, Bing Crosby and David Bowie recorded Peace on Earth forward slash Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, right. That's This would be the time where anything you wanted to record for Christmas, you probably needed to be getting yourself in gear. Yeah. Sorry, thought... sorry to ruin the magic yeah, of television, no, guys. That's, it's not like the Queen is sitting down on... <laughs> She's not doing anything these days. <laughs> it's not like the King. I'll edit that correctly later. It's not... <laughs> you're sitting down on Christmas Day to do his speech. Um, Shocking. Yes, of course they have to... So, yes... Yeah, September... Actually, do you know what, though? I quite like to see... I, I've never watched the Queen's speech or the King's speech um, because we're not that kind of family. But I would watch it if they were doing it straight after Christmas lunch. Live, yeah, Live, I'd watch that. Napkin <laughs> thrown away. 
Yeah, what, Charles, now? Still, <laughs> Charles still wearing his paper hat. <laughs> <laughs> a paper hat with a huge jewel from India in the middle. <laughs> yes, I would watch it. Um, so yeah, so they were recording it for a television special called Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas. You can only imagine how merry and old are written. <laughs> Like Americans like to write anything that's pre Oh, so it is M-E-R-R-I-E. M-E-R-R-I-E, yeah. O- Oldie. O-L-D-E. <laughs> Great. I quite like Little Drummer Boy. It's one of the ones you can get through Christmas without feeling bored by it, because you don't hear it <clears throat> all the time. Yeah. So I'm quite happy with that one. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Okay. What's your favourite Christmas song? Um, without a doubt, it's um, the band Low... Okay. And Just Like Christmas. I don't know if I've heard this. When it came out, it was part of an EP called Christmas. It's great. And when it came out, it felt like it... I don't think I don't think it did particularly well at the time. But as the years go on, I seem to hear it in more and more places. And I've been in Poundland and it's been playing. So it, it feels <laughs> like it it's... What's it called a, again? It's called Just Like Christmas. The fact that you don't hear it all the time over Christmas means that when you hear yeah. it, you're like, brilliant. Yeah. Christmas is happening. <laughs> And it's also one, because it's on a Spotify playlist that's on Shuffle, if it comes on in May, I'm still happy to listen to it. Really? Yeah, it's not so... Oh. I mean, it's got a jingly bell in it. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it's great. So that would be my... That's definitely my favourite Christmas song, by by some margin. Yeah. And I like... I do quite like the one... Is it Christopher who did the Spaceman one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just because I think the sheer audacity to go, I'm writing a Christmas song. (laughs) Spaceman! I think, um, so I don't mind that one. I'm not bored of Mariah Carey. No, do you know what? I'm no, not, I'm not. When those first few, dun, 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 I'm like, yeah. I get goosebumps No, I, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, again, I worked on uh, Radio Wales and I've worked on local radio stations. So when Christmas time comes mm. around, you do hear, hear all the hits. So yeah, so Christmas was um, in full swing. But, um, before we move on, <laughs> yeah. I just want to check. That's the last thing that uh, Bing Crosby did, is it? Am I right? Oh! Because isn't there a thing that... Had he, did Bing Crosby die before Christmas then? Yes. Oh, so... Oh. I believe so. Oh, no! I, I think by the point... Let me just check this. <laughs> I think by the time that was on air... Bing Crosby's oldie worldy Christmas show was um, uh, he died in the October <gasps> so, so like the, a month later yeah yeah oh no and then the special was broadcast uh, afterwards I, yeah I guess I guess you'd have to wouldn't you in the United States Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas aired on the 30th of November 1977 on CBS. Well, in the United Kingdom it aired on the 24th of December 1977 on ITV. The moral there is that Britain knows how to schedule TV a little better. <laughs> Who's watching a show called Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas on the 30th of November? Oh. I wouldn't have even had a mince pie by then. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't bring the mince pies out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> theme of Christmas. Yeah, this is weird because this is a September episode. I know, but it's setting us up for for that Christmas. Um, Because something was released in North America in September 1977 that kids would want to put on their Christmas list. And it's Atari. 
The first Atari. The Atari 2600 computer system was released in North America through the Sears department. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, initially, the standard system came with two joystick controls and a cartridge for the game Combat. Eight of the cartridges could be purchased separately. What was the game Combat? Do you do we know what this game was? Two players controlling a tank, a biplane, or a jet, and they fire missiles at each other for two minutes and sixteen seconds, which seems very. <laughs> there will be some sort of reason where two minutes and sixteen seconds is like a programming number. Yeah. At which point, if it was two minutes seventeen seconds, the whole cartridge would have exploded. <laughs> Points were scored by hitting the opponent and the player with the most points when the time runs out wins. What I love about this, so I've looked it up, is that the box of the video game Combat looks so dramatic. <laughs> it's uh, it's red, but it's got this like very um, skillfully drawn picture of a tank mm. and planes from across history. There's like a biplane and there's a fighter jet and is that a boat? There's some sort of boat. It's so, and there's explosions and it looks very exciting. And then the game itself is just a sequence of squares on a screen that clearly you just move around. Yeah. It's so, so it says on the box, it says tank, invisible tank, tank pong, basically that, like, it's like, it's that like really pong. simplistic. Yeah. Yeah. I like the look of the box that yeah. it comes in. It's a very sort of, as in the unit, is quite a sort of sleek-looking box with a sort of slightly mock wood effect yes, down the side. Yes, love a mock wood effect. Because what I like is my uh, computer console t- to match my drinks cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking about a time when, like, like every, every household would have 60s and 70s decor. Yeah. A lot of wood. A lot of wood. And and tellies used to be made to look like wood. My grandparents' telly, thinking they had a huge TV that had this huge wood, a deep TV (laughs) with a big wood effect all the way around it, as though your TV had been made of wood. Yeah. And you could put this Atari next to it and it'd be right at home. And it would absolutely match. That would Mm. match, actually. Yeah, looks nice. Big wooden 80s telly with a wooden computer game and wooden games. But by the time I was a kid, an Atari was seen as quite a weird thing to Mm. have. I do remember someone having an Atari in my class and it you went to their house and it was sort of like a curious thing. <laughs> like every other house. Right, you know how like every other house has a cat or a dog and then there's just one kid who's got a lizard? Atari's yeah. were the lizard kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They would have had... You had an Atari, you had a lizard, you had a Betamax player. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's like the weird third option. Yeah. It's the Liberal Democrats of the computer game <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm amazed it's early that I don't feel like in like films of the late 70s you see computer games. It's not until the 80s I think you actually see them on screen. Yeah. Is my feeling. Arcades would have been the thing and going to play games in arcades. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I think we I've spoken about this before because we only got a computer in the house because my dad needed one to write yeah it was just for work and it just happened to have games on it yeah we didn't have a computer for many many years mm. um but my dad once they must have done a thing in the school where they said oh you can bring each teacher would get the bbc basic computer mm. for a weekend so i think that you could sit at home and have a go with it 
So I remember we had one weekend where Dad came home with the BBC Basic, which was the one where it was the big chunky keyboard and the big right. chunky monitor. Do you remember in Granny's Garden? Let me Google it. That was... If you were good in class mm. and you got to go on the computer, then you played Granny's Garden, which was one of those games where it would say, do you want to go north, south, <gasps> east or west? There was a witch in it. Yeah. Oh it was God. all that sort of thing. I'm looking at like screenshots of it now. I haven't seen this since the I haven't seen Granny's Garden. It's just dawned on me now. Let's have a look. Yeah, that's exactly... <gasps> that witch. Good grief, yes. <laughs> and the tree... What's the question under the tree? There is a magic tree here. Which one do you think it is? Yeah, I, and you had to say you'd have to type in like one A yeah. or whatever. Yes, this Spe- is hours. so. I, I don't think Granny's Garden had an end. I think it was just some randomly generated questions. Yeah. They would just keep saying until the bell went. Yeah, <laughs> the red dragon sometimes eats oranges. The green dragon hates them. The blue dragon loves them. The yellow dragon sometimes eats them. Space bar. I don't know what the question is. No, is that just full facts yeah. about dragons? <laughs> God, you know when it's just like, it's in your brain yeah. somewhere. Yeah, brilliant. That, that wasn't connected to the internet. You didn't get, you could play that and not get sworn at by a, a teenager in middle America. <laughs> oh God, don't. The number of times I've had to, because the kids, um, they get, you know, obviously get you. <laughs> said that the, the kids get to use computer in school <laughs> like yeah of course they do um, and they sometimes they're allowed to play some games on there and most of them are educational but then sometimes they'll play them at home and i'll notice that there are some quite dubious ones that you could get to from the starting point so you play one game and then another one pop up and and then they get a bit more violent right. so the number of times i've had to email the school saying actually can, actually, you, can you make sure they're not when you have completed granny's garden <laughs> There's Uncle Jim's dungeon. <laughs> I already have a vision in my head of what that looks like. <laughs> so in September yeah. of 1977, Fleetwood Mac's Rumours album was number one for their 19th week. Oh, right. So it's been massive for a while. Yeah. yeah. And the reason I've chosen this is because um, there's one song that wasn't initially featured on that album that Stevie Nicks wanted featured, but it was refused. But then it was added when they, I don't know what they do to these albums, reprinted them? them? Reissued them? (laughs) Um, It was added later on to the Rumours album. Um, And it's Silver Springs. So the reason it's trending on TikTok at the moment is... There's a scene in a program that I'm not familiar with, and it's called Daisy Jones and the Six, mm. that replicates a recording of Silver Springs, where Stevie Nicks is singing this song to her ex-partner. Yeah. And I can't remember his name. Lindsay Buckingham. Yes. Yeah. And the song is about him, or it's about their breakup. And the, there's a line in it that she sings about the fact that he's going to have to hear her voice for the rest of his life. And she sings it to him on stage with such venom. And that's gone viral on TikTok. Right. Well, I mean, the whole Rumours album is fundamental. <laughs> but at its core is four people who've taken... It's a group of people who've taken an awful lot of cocaine... <laughs> And are singing songs about each other. 
I don't know if they thought they were getting away <laughs> with, with it. As though, like, no one will notice this yeah. is about each other. But it very obviously is. Um, I'm fascinated yeah. by it. Oh, the, the album... I've read so much about the album rumours over the years. I still don't think I physically understand all the dynamics no. in it. It feels like the... Um, Fox, chicken, and grain have to cross a river problem. But it's like these four people have to record an album together. But if any two are left in a room together, they'll yeah. sleep with each other. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how would you make the album <laughs> with oh, wow. in the least toxic environment? Oh my god. <laughs> You just say, just don't. Just don't bother. Wow. Yeah, that's my understanding of the album rumours. Yeah. Um, but I love when stuff like this kind of resurfaces and when the younger generation kind of elevates something, like in a really random way, and then suddenly it becomes part of their culture as well. Yeah. I love that. Oh, if, they, if, if they're going to start digging into rumours, then, you know, that's their <laughs> 20s sorted. <laughs> I would, I have to say, like, I, I think the reason I, I would want to become a, a rock star or, like, a member of a band is to air my dirty laundry via song. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd really lean into that. And But in a way where it was obvious what the dirty laundry was yeah. or in a way that is... Yeah, being really explicit about it. Right. and everyone and, and making everyone in the audience really uncomfortable really about it. Really deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's done a lot of people a lot of good doing that. Yeah. People have done very well from it. I know. You can't... You, I guess you could... Can you do it in comedy? Have you ever written a sketch that's a dig at someone? Oh, in yeah. In your personal life? Um, I got on a bus... From London to Cardiff, got off the bus, and I got a phone call from someone saying, "Hi, we went to have a meeting today." And I went, "Yeah." And they went, "Right, um, I'd forgotten we're moving offices today." Oh my god! I don't know if she was in an old empty office or a new office with no furniture. But she went, "This We're just a, in a car in a this car This is park. a very bad day for you to wow. come. Wow. So, um, but you were on your way, and I was, I was you basically were there. there. I was in, yeah. I was in Cardiff. Wow. And got told they were moving offices that day. They were in the process. Yeah. Got back on the bus and then all the way back wrote a sequence of sketches oh. that were all that were all variations on this. <laughs> Almost all of which ended up in BBC One's Tourist Trap. Oh, there was so wow. much with, of that was me going Just learn how to use a diary. <laughs> I love how Tourist Trap is your rumours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a very um, music and Christmas based Wasn't episode. expecting it to be a Christmas based no. one, but you, thinking about it, this is the time when mm. thoughts must turn to Christmas yeah. if you're recording your Christmas album. I, I just wonder now if when we do get to Christmas time, whether we'll be talking about Easter yeah, <laughs> because of course David Bowie was doing a duet <laughs> with who's a person com- who's a celebrity commonly associated with Easter <laughs> uh, Archbishop of Canterbury yeah David Bowie and the Archbishop of Canterbury <laughs> and of course famously they recorded and the Archbishop of Canterbury didn't live until uh, <laughs> didn't live to see Easter <laughs> shame <laughs> Oh, so that was September 1977. Great. Um, 
So, uh, hopefully that's got you in the mood for Christmas. <laughs> it feels like the music at the end of this should have jingly bells. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, the email address is zendledome at hotmail.com or you can tweet at the zendledome. You can Instagram zendledome and you can TikTok. I don't know what the TikTok name is yet. At Zeniel dot no. <laughs> oh, I could hear my mum's voice in that. Hang on a second. Oh, there we are. That's that's TikTok starting. Oh, <laughs> it always starts with a real. It, it never opens on something quiet, does it? No. When you've got the volume, I've noticed this. It goes like, no. "Oh, have you left the volume up?" Right. Here's something's going to wake up everyone in your street. Oh, it's at the dot zenial dot dome. Great. Get in touch. And we shall see you next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Turns out I don't actually have jingle bells, so uh, I'm doing this with a handful of forks. (laughs) 